Hello and welcome back to the Talk West Ham podcast brought to you by West Ham News on Instagram. I made this podcast through an app called Anchor, an app in which helps you to create your very own podcast. It's easy, free and gives you the ability to record and edit. The recording station gives you accessibility tools also. It's a must download when starting up a podcast and I highly recommend as well as other podcasters do. I hope you enjoy the episode and make sure to follow me on Spotify, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you and enjoy the episode. And welcome back to the Talk West Ham podcast. It's been a while, two weeks now since we last done uh, done the build-up to the West Ham versus Chelsea game, uh, which ended up 1-0. Unfortunately, we couldn't get a guest on for the Burnley game uh, last week. Uh, West Ham now back to win the games after our two back-to-back losses against Newcastle and Chelsea. Falling out of the uh, Champions League race a little, but um, hopefully we can get back on track in the next couple of weeks with the remaining four fixtures um, to go. So it's a very big game week coming up. We've got West Ham versus Everton. Uh, can we restore and go level on points with Chelsea um, in uh, joint fifth position? But we're going to have to get through a very tough Everton side Everton sit eighth in the table. West Ham sit 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 fifth. Both fighting for Europa League for, um, football. Also, um, the top four races back on, and uh, I know that Everton have a game in hand. So um, today, I'm I'm joined by a huge Everton fan, um, uh, Kieran uh, Rance. Kieran, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, no, not too bad. It's great to have you on the podcast because uh, I know you're a huge Everton. Um, I know you've got 22k on TikTok and um, you're going strong on YouTube at 2k and growing. Um, so I know you do all the live reactions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the good words. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to go into this game. Uh, I will be doing a live watch along as well for it. And I'm quite nervous to do it. I'm not going to lie because West Ham, yeah. they have been phenomenal this season. Yeah, and we'll yeah. talk about both teams as the uh, as the episode goes on. I know, yeah, as you said, you do the live reactions. You're very dedicated to that because um, I know not every single um, content creator out there does every single game, but it's good that you have all the guests on and have all the lineups. I, I, re- I really uh, sort of enjoy your content there. Um, but uh, So how did you get into starting up social media, starting up this TikTok, this YouTube, and become this football content creator of being an Everton fan? Um, well, I started TikTok just to sort of a bit of fun. Uh, made a few TikToks, uh, you know, whenever really around uh, the start of the summer, you know, last summer. Uh, and then yeah, around Christmas yeah. time this year, I did my first YouTube video and like started becoming like sort of dedicated to TikTok as well around yeah. November, December time. And that's when I started doing like all the questions on TikTok and like started fully dedicating myself to TikTok. And then for YouTube, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I started just doing some instant match reactions and you know, like player ratings and all them, like previews like we're doing right now around uh, yeah. November, December time. And then, yeah, not look back since. And then we do the live watch-alongs now for every single game. Yeah. And then we started, uh, yeah, tapping into yeah. the neutral watch-alongs now. So, yeah, just growing, really. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. And uh, like I said, you have all the content creators um, on TikTok as well, joining in on your lives. And um, no, it's really good scene. It's uh, good you're enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying keeping it up and um, mm. see yeah. when you head? Yeah, I, I'm loving every moment of it. I love it um, doing all, you know, with all the TikTok creators and even, you know, getting some YouTubers on now and whatnot. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and I love watching the football as well. You know, there's some games. Yeah, like I watched yeah. City last, uh, City versus, uh, I think it was PSG, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, on yeah, and it's just cool. phenomenal to watch and just really talk about the game and talk about football. And yeah, I've met some good West Ham fans as well. You might know Jamie, Georgia, yeah. uh, Liv, as well. yeah. some brilliant fans from every single club. And yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, no, like I, I know the West Ham fans you're talking about. I see them all on TikTok, and um, it's really all over my sort of for you pages. It's great to listen in and um, hear all the fans' reviews because that's what makes football, and that's that's how sort of the um, uh, the ESL got shut down, and how uh, us fans, you know, top six and excluding top six, you know, you come together, you watch these games, and that it's really good that you can portray that online. Um, Definitely, mm. so it's, uh, it's a it's a major part. So uh, no, it's good to hear that you're um you're you're into that, Kieran, and you're keeping it up. So um, let's talk about Everton now. Uh, we're going to talk about Everton. Um, the last five results, they uh, 
they um, lost against Aston Villa um, on, I believe, Saturday night. Was it, Kieran? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 won against Arsenal a couple of weeks back. Um, Leno's horrible mistake. Um, they drew two two, I think, on Friday night uh, against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their last, their, their three games before Arsenal, they drew against Tottenham, like I said, two two, drew against uh, Brighton nil nil, and they drew against Crystal Palace one uh, one. So three yeah. draws in three games there. Uh, you sit eighth in the league, uh, but you've got a game in hand. So of Liverpool, you've got a game in hand over mm-hmm. us teams, sort of further up the table. You're six points away from West Ham, I believe. Um, what what does the rest? I know this is quite a big question, Kieran. Mm-hmm. But um, with these sort of recent results coming in, I know you had a great start to the season. With these results left, uh, sorry, with these fixtures left, what does the rest of the season hold for Everton? And could you could you make Europa League with the extra game in hand, five fixtures remaining? What's your what's your take on it? I I think it's very divided right at the moment, like right now, of whether mm-hmm. or not we actually will get Europa League. I am a believer that we can. I think we can get seventh. Yeah. Means, uh, oh, good, yeah, yeah. I think we can do it. But there's quite a few Everton fans, and I understand why, that probably probably we can't do it. Because you see those results we've had. A draw versus Crystal Palace. We bottled it in the 87th minute. Brighton, yeah. black. Yeah, we didn't have any sort of passion. Spurs, yeah, I know we scored two goals, but the two goals we conceded against Harry Kane, you know, Mason Holgate and Mike Keane, Really poor defending. It is literally championship yeah. level defending out there when you were playing against Spurs. Arsenal, mm-hmm. we got gifted a win um, because of that Leno mistake. I think if Leno didn't make that mistake, we wouldn't have won that game. And yeah, um, yeah as you said, the, the Aston Villa game, we, we looked strong in it, you know, in, that, in like the first 45 minutes and whatnot. But the second half, we just looked flat. And I think what, what's happened recently against teams like Crystal Palace and against teams like Brighton and even Aston Villa, I am going to put Aston Villa in that. We look flat. We look like we don't want to win. And we look like we just yeah. don't care. Like Some players in that team do not care about Everton, I don't think. And that's mm-hmm. the problem I've got. Um, and that, I think, is why people don't think, or other Everton fans don't think we're going to get Europe. And that's why I sort of, I'm not I'm not too sure whether we actually can, because I like to be optimistic. I like to say, you know what, we can do it. We can go out and win uh, every single game. Because you know what, I'll, I'll read out the fixtures now. I think we've got you you next, uh, not next week, sorry, yeah. we've got, we, uh, you this weekend. Aston mm-hmm. Villa, Sheffield United, Wolves, Man City, and I think that's it. So you look at yeah, Aston Villa, Villa, yeah, yeah, and you go, hang on, if we win against you now on this weekend, I mean, there's nothing stopping us, as you said, six points behind you. We win this game, we get, you know, we're we're only three points behind oh, you. you. Yeah, so I, I, I think we can do it personally. I think we've got some good games. If we win, you know, on the weekend, we win against Wolves, Sheffield United, then we, I think we can win against Aston Villa as well, even though we did lose. Um, yeah, you know there are games that we can win, and they're not impossible, and that's what's good about yeah. it. I think the only impossible game is probably City, but I mean, who wins? Yeah, City or you know, what I mean, who, who wins against them? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, to answer your question, I think we can get Europe, but yeah, if we bring on the likes of Fabian Delph at sixty minutes when we yeah. are nil nil, uh, I think it was, well, it was nil nil against Arsenal, one one against Aston Villa. If we bring on Fabian Delph instead of Joshua King or even Bernard. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't see us getting it, but I like to sadden on the part of optimism, really. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and especially with that game in hand as well, that that's so vital. I know Liverpool got that game in hand. You've had that game in hand for quite, quite, quite a bit now. I've noticed since mm-hmm. looking at West Ham's fixtures and looking at Everton's fixtures, you've got that game in hand. But I think you do play two games one after each other. I think. Um, Mm-hmm. This weekend as well, uh, as you say as well, you have got Aston Villa as well. So uh, Aston Villa, you is the last fixture you you've had to play twice. That's quite an uh, irregular one, isn't it? Because you haven't played all season, and now you're playing yeah. twice in such a short space of time. Uh, I did watch that game two-one. Uh, sort of Aston Villa broke away, and then uh, El Ghazi put it top right. It was a beautiful finish. Mm-hmm. But like you said, those results, you think uh, Crystal Palace at home. Um, Brighton away. I mean, not so much results that you want to batter teams or anything like that, but picking up results, picking up three points. You had those three draws. I know you won against Arsenal away, which is a very good result. Um, but then losing, going and losing to Aston Villa. There, there's games in which you can see improvement. And with those points in mind, you could be challenged. You could be in a position that West Ham are in. Mm-hmm. Because with, uh, with um, West Ham uh, losing against Newcastle, and then um, 
losing against uh, Chelsea as well. You you could be up there with us. Um, but as I said, it's not over. As you said, it's not over. Um, still got five five fixtures remaining for you. Four fixtures remain for us. And I think this is going to determine this game. Is going to determine determine that. Yeah. So um, with Europa League in mind, uh, where can you see the toppies finishing in the league? I know it's quite, and again, it's quite a hard question. You don't have to answer because you don't want to uh, chance anything. But um, if you were to get Europa League, are you thinking sixth, seventh? Can you see you beating yourself to Liverpool? Uh, I think more realistically, it's going to be seventh, isn't it? But yeah, mm-hmm. I- I'm going to say sixth because you know what? If our if our team is as good as everyone says it is, if our team like you know players like Dominic Calvert Lewin and Richarlison can actually perform to the standard we think they are, yeah, I think we're more than likely to get sixth because mm-hmm. you know probably Chelsea will get fourth, you know potentially West Ham, mm-hmm. Liverpool. Yeah. Everton, I think we could sneak in there in the last day. I really do. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, ahead, of, ahead of Tottenham, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, those three teams behind us, Liverpool, Everton, Tottenham, it's going to be a real race to see. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool could still overtake us. Tottenham uh, could still overtake us. Um, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see where those where those teams finish, and a lot of that is going to be um, the fixtures in comparison to other teams. Some fixtures, some fixtures are easier. I know um, Chelsea got some hard fixtures coming up. Leicester got some hard fixtures coming up. I think we've got uh, going past Everton. We've got uh, four teams in the um, sorry three teams in the bottom half of the table, which we really need to be looking to winning. Um, and Everton have the same all bar Manchester City, which uh, is a tough team. So, Kieran, how big of a game is this for Everton? Like uh, I know you said about if you win this, you're backing it. But how big really is this in in sustaining? I'd say I'd say Euro- Europa League at this point with the game in hand as well. This is the biggest game of our season. Really, it is the biggest game of our season. Mm-hmm. I, is it, and the reason for that is because if we beat you. I think it's a signal, a signal of intent that we can still get yeah. more. If we lose to you, I think it's gone. I think most people will just think, oh, it's over this season. Because mm-hmm. what what's the point? Is it, you know, what's the point if we come to you, don't fight, don't have any sort of passion or desire to win, and then we go, you know, we lose to you, we're still what we'll be nine points behind you then. Yeah. And then we go and lose to uh, no, then we go and win to Sheffield United and Wolves. I, I just it's the biggest game. It's the biggest yeah. game for me. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it is interesting because um, I said that our biggest game of the season was against Chelsea last um, uh, t- sort of almost t- two weeks back now. Um, we lost that game, in which now I think becomes West Ham's biggest game is Everton. But you've got four cup finals to go. I mean, five for, five for Everton with the game in hand as well. They're mm. really important games. I mean... For West Ham to be in the position that we're in, I can say we can win it week out. We must look to win every game from now on. I know that's going to be a real uphill struggle with us playing bogey teams as well, um, teams that we can't really always look to confidently beat and win. Um, it's it's going to be really, really tough um, the last last couple of games of the season because there are going to be teams down there you know, struggling but are also going to fight you know, um, mm-hmm. and can get sort of get a draw out of you or even sneak a win in like um like Newcastle did against us. So that that's the pressure is on for both teams there. And uh, coming to the fact that it's gonna be the biggest game for the season for both teams. Um I think there's gonna be many more to come. So we're gonna move on to speaking about um Angelotti now. Um Angelotti mm-hmm. your manager, he's a great manager. We um we all know the clubs he, he's been to and managed. Um how has he changed Everton? Um and we're going to speak about sort of the previous managers that Everton have had as well, because I know you had a phenomenal start to the season. You were first at one point. Dominic, mm-hmm. Clav- sorry, Dominic Calvert Lewin was on fire. You was at first. I think did you win the first seven, seven, eight games? Yeah, fair. we won the first four, and then I think we drew one, and then we lost two, but then we ended up winning a few more after that. So, oh right, yeah, yeah. we were on a really good unbeaten run. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know where I got eight from. I think, oh, no, but, I think um, that, yeah, that was all competition. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it was eight. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it was eight. Eight, and then oh, right. we played Liverpool, and then we drew. So, yeah, my bad. Right, yeah. No, I know he's on phenomenal form at the start of the season. How has um, Angelotti sort of changed Everton? What what has he brought in? What has he? I, I know he's signed a, a lot of good players. Um, what what has he changed about Everton and their style of play? What he's done is when we actually go up one nil or two nil, we don't tend to bottle it, especially near the start of the season. Anyway. 
we tend to hold on to the lead. And what's happened recently, well, what happened with other managers like Marco Silva and Sam Allardyce, sometimes when we went 1 0 up, we were like, oh crap, we're going to bottle this here because the, the players just switch off. But, you know, in big games, when we go 1 or 2 0 up, we tend not to bottle it. Uh, I know yeah. that's not really, uh, you know, in 2021, it's sort of been a bit mixed, but especially near the start of the season, once we got that goal in, we ended up just winning that game. And he's also brought in. Every time we play, play against the big team, you know, Liverpool, obviously we won our first Merseyside derby for 10 years. Uh, the yeah. first time we won at Anfield for about 20 years. Arsenal, first time we won at the Emirates for about 20, 30 years. Uh, I think it was Spurs as well, first time we won at Spurs for 10 years. He's brought in this mentality that every time we play in a, uh, are playing a big team, we have to fight, we have to win. And you've seen that with some of the results. And you got, uh, you got a draw against Manchester United away as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously came back from um, I think it was two 0 down, wasn't it? So yeah, it was that was amazing as well. Um, but yeah, he, that's the main thing. He's brought in sort of a winning mentality against the big teams, and that's the positive thing. Carlo Ancelotti obviously he's brought in the signings as well. That sort of helps a bit. Obviously, I mean having Hamas Rodriguez, Alan Godfrey, yeah. and all them. But yeah, that's the main thing. Just winning, winning games against big teams. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think you answered my question, but I was going to say, how does this rank with your previous managers that you've had in Marco Silva, who I think got you um, eighth, uh, Sam mm-hmm. Mallardyce, I think, got you around that position as well, and Ronald Koeman as well. How do they? How does he rank up the quality um, against those sort of managers and the style of play again? Because I know they all have different sort mm-hmm. of types of style of play. How, how, do, how does he rank with those managers? Carl Ancelotti, he's like... You know, yeah, you know, sort of like what Ruben Diaz is right now with centre backs. Like he's yeah. on his own level against them. Like he's just mm-hmm. so far up the up the table. You can't even compare them against Marco Silva, Sam Allardyce, and Coman. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just our best manager since probably David Moyes by a long shot. Yeah, he's not even on the same list as them. I don't think that's how good he is uh, compared yeah. to Marco Silva, especially Marco Silva as well. I mean. Before he came in, obviously, you know, around that de- uh, December period, January period, Marcus Silva was, you know, battling relegation with us. Carl Ancelotti came in and now he's battling with Europe. So I think that just shows, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. He's miles above them. Definitely. Because, um, no, as you said, Everton are challenging these bigger teams. And it's really good to see because Everton in recent years, they have been, I wouldn't say every season, but some of the seasons that I've watched, they've been a mid-table club. They mm. haven't really had that extra push to fight for Europa League and Champions League. I mean, if you were to stay on the level that you had and pick up those, sort of grind out those results, you could even be fighting for Champions League. I'm not saying that's even mm. over yet because you never know with the Premier League uh, yeah. with the game you got in hand as well. But that style of football, that uh, sort of extra sort of push that a- Ancelotti gives you, his quality is just uh, magnificent. And uh, like you said about... Um, David Moyes as well. It's going to be a sort of David Moyes derby. We're going to see see how he plays against Everton against his former club. But um, no, it's good, it's good to hear that you, you like Ancelotti at the club because when he came in, it was a I thought thought it was a terrific move. I think mm-hmm. because uh, I mean his last Premier League club was Chelsea, and uh, since he's coming, he's, uh, he's now at Everton. So it's it's good to see sort of that style of play and for Everton be challenging those bigger teams, you know, fighting against those bigger teams. You know, like you said, was it 3-3 against Manchester United, I want to say? Yeah, 3-3. Yeah, 3-3. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you've done a double over Arsenal this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you... Um, did you, I think... We, did we, you, you, you won against Chelsea as well, yeah, I want to say, um, at home. home. Yeah, won against Chelsea at home, 1-0. Uh, we haven't mm-hmm. lost to Liverpool this season. We drew against them at home, won against them. And then you, yeah, won, uh, that's a yeah. terrific... Yeah, last was that your best season. best result of the season for you? Uh, oh. That mm-hmm. that 2-0 away, yeah, away, away win against Anfield. Yeah, high yeah, long shot. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's complete domination as well in that game. That, that's what the good thing was. Like, yeah, no, definitely. I remember watching that game, and that's really why I think everyone loves Ancelotti as well because he, he performs in the big games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, how much would you give to to see Everton finish above Liverpool this season? Um, <laughs> Yeah. We, I know you've both got the same amount of games remaining, but how good would it be for Everton to to make that sort of sixth, fifth spot, uh, maybe even more ahead of Liverpool, just to, just to get in front of Liverpool? It would be amazing. I, I know I'm using amazing a lot, but it'd be like words can't even describe how good it would feel because yeah. 
You know yeah. what? You could actually. I'm not saying it is blue, right? I'm not saying Mary's side is blue, right? But you're saying this no. season as a whole, we fit. You know, if we finished above them, we, you know, we would have finished above them, wouldn't we? Uh, we've won against yeah. the Derby and drew against them. We've gone further in the FA Cup. We've gone further in the League Cup, I believe. Yeah, I know you beat us guys in the League Cup. I think to yeah. knock us out. So <laughs> yeah, four-one. That was oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, sorry that Dominic Calvert-Lewin hat trick against you was. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll we'll come to the uh, recent results in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't yeah. have to rub it in just yet. But yeah, but on to, uh, back onto Liverpool. I would say yeah. we'll just top off the season. To be honest with you. yeah. Especially because that means you'd probably get Europe as well. Because as a whole, we'd look at it and go, you know what? We could have done more, but if we finished we finish above Liverpool, you know, we won against big teams like Arsenal away from home, Liverpool away from home, Spurs away from home. Pretty successful season overall. I mean, and we'd see it as a massive improvement. Oh, God, yeah. Massive, yeah, massive improvement. And it's the exact same with West Ham finishing ahead of Spurs. I'd love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. So for West Ham to finish it, I know Chelsea, they're on a roll at the moment. They've got two Chelsea. Um, you, uh, they've uh, they've got to chill on the job, but to finish for West Ham to like Everton and Liverpool to uh, to see West Ham finish above Spurs and Arsenal would make my season, and especially Liverpool as well being defending champions, it would be amazing to see us finish above those bigger teams, those those supposed top six teams, um, and it's good to see West Ham, Everton, Leicester, you know, getting in there, getting yeah. in there, sort of amongst it all, and and. Um, fine against these bigger teams for bigger positions. It, it goes to show that it's not all about money at the end of the day. And uh, what could have been sort of the breakaway sort of Super League, it would have meant that West Ham, Everton, Leicester, we would have been all up there and um, sort of respected. But um, no, it'll be mm-hmm. nice to see sort of Everton finish above Liverpool, West Ham to finish above Tottenham and Arsenal, those sort of rivalries. And it's good to see linking back to the point of Ancelotti getting you guys there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be phenomenal. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the West Ham versus Everton sort of head-to-head um, go, uh, going into the game, build-up to the game. Uh, so, the last five results, um, obviously, uh, West Ham took the win against Everton. Tom Sutrick, late-minute um, um, uh, scorer uh, at the Goodison Park uh, earlier on in the season. I, I say it was earlier, uh, mm-hmm. 1st of January, first, um, first yeah. day of the tw- 2021 Sort of campaign, and then um, we got knocked out by Everton in the league league cup four uh, one. Don't know what happened there. To be quite honest, I can't, I can't honestly remember um, yeah. remember all the goals that night. But it was obviously the same old West Ham exiting the cup, um, and then we drew uh, drew against Everton last season one uh, one at the London Stadium. Uh, then we lost against uh, we lost against Everton two 0 at Goodison, and uh, Everton actually won against um, West Ham at the London Stadium. Back before that, 2-0. So, you've got a decent record at Atlanta Stadium. And that brings me to Everton. So, Everton won three. Um, out of the last five, Everton won three. West Ham won one. And a draw as well. So, a decent record there. And um, a decent record at London Stadium as well. And that links me to the point in which Everton performing better away this season than at home. Is that right, Kieran? Yeah. Why, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Because that's, that's a big talking point, really. Because um, I've seen a lot of Everton... Uh, at home this season. I mean, I, I remember Callum Wilson as well when Newcastle was struggling. Uh, he's, yeah. He scored against you guys in the yellow kit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's a couple of occasions this season which um, Everton have lost at home, but somehow managed to win a lot more games away. Why do you think that is, Kieran? Why do you think that is? It's got to be down to the fans. It, it, I don't think there's any other explanation, no. Um, it's mm. got to be down to the fans because I think our, our home form, relegation level, one of the worst in the league's, uh, one of the worst in the league, but our away form has been one of the best in the league, and it's just been yeah. a massive. There's a massive gap between our home and away form, and it's it's just got to be down to the fans because we are. Even though you know sometimes we talk about to- Everton being um, Goodison being toxic and you know not being the greatest stadium, you know to back the players and whatnot if they make a mistake. I think mm-hmm. I think it's proof proofs in the pudding right now that um, yeah we're much better with fans and we really have not done well without fans. And that's the problem we've got. Yeah, no, well, I know because Everton have got such an exceptional away record in comparison to their to their home record. It it really is. Um, it, it goes to show you the fans, as you said, not being there because fans at Goodison Park. You don't want to. It's one of the stadiums in which, for me as a West Ham fan, you don't want to. Not that I, I have been to Goodison Park before, but as a West Ham team, you don't want to be going to a packed um, Goodison Park, do you? 
the atmosphere there. What's the atmosphere like there, Kieran? It, you know what? Sometimes it can be a bit bad uh, if we are losing quite a bit. But I think that only happened when we were under Marco Silva, really, and all these bad managers. But yeah, under Carlo, it's, it's brilliant. When when we start winning, it, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's one of the best in the league, but I would say it is up there. Uh, Goodison, especially because it's so closed in as well, isn't it? Goodison Park, it's not yeah, like sort of, yeah. uh, in the West Ham Stadium. And I'm all taking a dig at your stadium right now. You are socially distancing from the pitch, aren't you? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, that could be mentioned a couple of times. Hopefully, yeah. when when the fans do get back in there next season, we could have a Euro European competition to uh, look forward to and cheer on because it's not always the nicest of atmospheres in there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Everton Stadium. It really is. You know, when when we start going on a roll, and I think especially when Carlo Ancelotti, when we start seeing players like Rodriguez playing under Ancelotti, uh, Alan Godfrey. I think the crowd would love Everton a lot more and we will just be a lot more supportive of the team. Um, so maybe sometimes you won't get on their back too much. Um, but overall, it's, it's it's a brilliant atmosphere. Goodison, it really is. And that's what that's what you're missing this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it does show, doesn't it? You know, this season, the fact we haven't had that atmosphere and we yeah. haven't had fans to back us. Because when fans did come back in, we won against Chelsea. We won against Arsenal, and even though it was like about, I think it was 2,000, 3,000 fans in the stadium. Oh, good, yeah. yeah, we when we won against Chelsea and Arsenal after we lost against Leeds and we drew against Burnley, and we looked like in a really, really bad spot. We went out and won against Chelsea, went out, won against Arsenal with fans in the stadium. Oh, really? And, that was both yeah. with the fans at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to when we play against Wolves and we've got the fans back in because yeah. you know what? I look at that game and I go, with fans back in there, we can win that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. now they do contribute an awful lot. Anyway, so uh, moving on now, Kieran. Um, uh, let's talk about who's available. Who's available for 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 Everton? I know Ducor Ray's uh, had an injury; could be back. Mm-hmm. Hamas Rodriguez, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's now back, scoring. Um, mm-hmm. I think Alan come off a couple of weeks ago against Arsenal. I want to say, uh, what's your injury problems leading up to the game? What's, um, so, as you said, the Corey probably going to be back for the Wolves game. Don't think he'll risk him in this game. Don't think he's going to start. Um, right, okay. Bamin, he's a fully gone. He, he's he's not in for the rest of the season. But I think oh, what, Bamin? Yeah. Oh, really? He, he's not, yeah, he's not started, has he, uh, ever. I don't think he's, I think he's only started twice in our history, um, or his history at Everton. Um, yeah, but apart from that, fully fit squad, I think Hamas Rodriguez, it was just a little knock. That's all it was. Um, yeah, so he, he's going to be coming back for this game. So, yeah, fully fit squad, I think. Apart from the court. Yeah, so Hammers Rodriguez took a knock against um, Aston Villa, mm-hmm. and uh, so he should be back for West Ham, which is isn't the best of news uh, from West Ham fans' point of view. I know you got Dominic Cavalier back, and uh, Adams all good um, to play as well. Oh yeah, he's he's fully fit, but um, yeah, you know he has looked a bit shaky sometimes, obviously because he has just came back off a two month injury, so he's looked a bit shaky, but um, yeah, he, he's fully fit. No, that's. Uh... That is um, good to hear from an Everton fan's point of view to get those players back. Um, so, Decore's uh, looking to miss this game, did you say? Yeah, I don't think he's going to... Even if he is fit, he's probably going to be on the bench. Um, yeah, it, it's sad what, what happened with Decore. He, he just picked up an injury in training, I believe, mm-hmm. and now he's out. He was meant to be out for the rest of the season. But it's looking oh, really? he's going to be back for the Wolves game, I think, which is in about two, two weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's coming into this game. Right, okay. So uh, th- those are all the injury roundups for for Everton. Um, West Ham, on the other hand, they've um, we've got Rice back available. I think for this game, um, I'm ninety percent sure of that. Unless he picks up a late late knock, uh, Rice should should be available for the Everton game. In which case, um, uh, David Moyes is going to have some thinking to do with uh, the formation we played against Burnley as well. Uh, but we'll come to that later on. Um, Antonio's back, obviously, uh, firing against uh, Burnley. Should have added uh, quite a few more, actually. Mazuaka and Bonner as well, um, 50-50. So um, we'll see whether or not they'll make it on the day because Bonner's been vital this season. And Mazuaku, um last game now, he played for uh, he played against Wolves, I want to say. And um, But hopefully we can have him back in the team as well because those injuries, Kieran, that they can for both Everton and West Ham, you can notice you can notice when and when not uh, those injured players are off the pitch, can't you? Yeah. Um, it plays a massive part in the game. And uh, that's why I wanted to come to you about sort of 
Everton's injuries this season because you've had Hamas Rodriguez uh, injured a couple of times. You had Dominic mm. Calvert-Lewin injured for um, a spell. I know you had, uh, I think, Pickford yeah. as well. Um, Dinier, uh, and uh, Alan. Dinier, yeah, um, so, sort of name, name some more names to that list, Kieran, because I know the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Hamas being um, injured can really influence influence the game, can't it? Yeah. Well, I've actually got a list here because I've had to mention it so many times in my previews. Oh. Right. So, players who have been out for two or more months, Gabamon, Digne, Delph, Coleman, Holgate, Alan, Decorian, James Rodriguez. Note there <laughs> that three of our main signings in the summer got injured for two plus months. Uh, then, nice. little, like sort of little knocks as well. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Nina, Richarlison, Gomez, Pickford, Olsen. Uh, there was a time where we had to play Virginia in goal against Man City in the FA Cup, which was I I was not happy about. Um, mm-hmm. I was yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Um, and Tom Davis as well, Bernard as well, yeah. So we've had about I think pretty much our fully fit. Um, when you look at our fully fit team, um, yeah. our strongest team, the only people who haven't been injured are Godfrey, Michael Keane, and you could argue maybe a Wobi if he's in our first team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how much we've been affected by injuries. And most of these injuries actually came around December, January time, where it was really like sort of a crunch moment for us to try and get um, quite a few wins. But we just, yeah, we just suffered with injuries. And ever since then, 2021, man, it's been, it's been horrendous for us. But yeah. we're, we're back on track now, thankfully, you know, where, where it really does come to the business end of it, uh, of the season. So, yeah. And also, can I just say about the core, right? We've only won one game when we've not played them. So the fact oh, that he's really? not back to this game sort of tells me that uh, we haven't got that sort of um, that player that can sort of make us win. Because I think if we if we played the core in those games, Crystal Palace, Brighton, we probably would have won those games, but mm-hmm. we didn't win. And um, yeah, that's that's our injury list. Um, but I know injuries have affected you quite a bit, haven't they? Oh yeah, no, I know um, because of that, Antonio being out. Um... Uh, for for quite a few uh, weeks, uh, as well as Rice, it all came sort of at once. Cresswell's also back for the game as well as he was against Burnley. So we had Cresswell, Antonio, um, uh, Cresswell, Antonio, Mazuaku, uh, Bono. We've had we've had our fair share of injuries. I know Sebastian Heller had sort of midway through the season had to sort of take the front up top, um, which w- w- was an ideal. We ended up selling him in January and we didn't have a striker. So uh, we ended up playing uh, Bowen, Jesse Lingard sort of up top for a bit as well. It's, it, you know, there was a point in which you would have thought we'd gone a whole season without injuries, which is very West Ham unlikely. We always get injuries, especially Antonio with his hamstring as well. A uh, player like that, as so is Dominic Calvert-Lewin, having that player up front, that player that can get your goals. I know Richarlison's more of a sort of, I, I say winger, um, as well as having James Rodriguez sort of cam to left wing. We sort of had to do that with Bowen. We had to put him up top like you did Richarlison for Everton, didn't you? You had to put him up front. Yeah. I know you had Josh King as well. Um, but all these other teams, they they, they have um, these uh, strikers that can that can replace um, their sort of up top big big strikers like Antonio, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Richarlison did that against Liverpool, didn't he? He had an exceptional mm-hmm. game then. And yeah. uh, Bowen, Bowen had the same against the Wolves. He had the same against Leicester. So um, those injuries can really impact um, games this season. And maybe without those injuries, we could have done better against Chelsea, uh, could have done better against Newcastle, having Dawson not get sent off as well. Um, there, there are some games in which you question whether or not if we had a fully fit squad, um, we'd be we'd be challenging a bit more. As so, do you think with that, Kieran, um, with mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert-Lewin having a, a sort of a fit season all the way through, Hamas Rodriguez as well, Digne as well has been um, absolutely amazing this season. Um, mm-hmm. With that fully fit squad, could you be challenging more towards Champions League? Oh, really? Yeah. I think we would be because you look at the results now. If we had Hamas Rodriguez, if we had a fully fit team for the Crystal Palace game, the Burnley game, the Brighton game, won all of those games, we'd be uh, nine points better off, which would put us about fourth, I think, or third. Yeah. And then you can even you can even look at the um, Spurs game where you can argue that potentially we, we won't be playing a back five. Now the back five we've got to play because of our injuries. I know you've had yeah. to sort of dip your toes in it as well with the back five, but. 
for Everton, every time we play a back five, we absolutely mess it up. And we yeah. don't play it because of injuries. And a lot of those fixtures could have been solved with injury, uh, with no injuries. So I reckon we'd be much better off, really. Yeah. Would be. And it's a good point you mentioned about the back five because it's the exact same with injuries. We've had to sort of switch up with the back five as well. We've had a couple of red cards over the last couple of weeks. So we've had to change our lineup. And uh, we have played back five for most of the season. And sometimes it has worked. Sometimes we've been mustered, you know, haven't conceded. But others, we just look really shaky. And it's the same with Everton. I know you speak about it on your TikToks with Godfrey and Holgate. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the defending. Uh, but we're going to come on to the lineups now. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to see what West Ham are going to play. I want to quickly talk through their lineup because um, uh, with Rice back um, and potentially maybe Okwana and um, Mazuaku, I can't help but think David Moyes has in the back of his mind that he's going to play five at the back, um, which links to your point in five at the back. We're going to probably have Fabianski goal. Uh, going to look to have Diop um, or Balbuena, Dawson, maybe Ogbono if he's back fit, um, Soufal, Cresswell, maybe even Mazuoku. And we'll look to play Rice and Suchek um, and a front three. But honestly, I'd just go all out against Everton. I'd go with a, a four. I'd go with the same formation that we played um, against Burnley, in my opinion, um, for those West Ham fans. I think it worked really well um, with uh, Lanzini in the middle. I'd go with the exact same lineup, the exact same formation, because I, I think we've done well against Burnley and I think we created a lot of chances. I don't know if you saw the game, Kieran, but no. um, we should have really finished, killed the game early on. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, no, I, I definitely think with that firepower of Ben Rama, Fornells, uh, Lanzini, uh, Bone on the bench, um, Jesse Lingard and Antonio up top as well. I think it'll be more so trying to outscore our opponent than actually defending um, because we've got the back four. I know Diop looks a bit shaky against Burnley. I think he's one of our weaknesses, as we'll come on to um, in a bit. But um, I honestly think uh, I would go with the exact same lineup, but I think. Moyes will end up going five at the back if Rice is back. Um, so he'll look to go five at the back. He'll look to sort of, I wouldn't say camp out the game. He'll look to get a couple of goals and do what we tried to did against sort of Chelsea um, and Newcastle. Um, but we did successfully do well against Wolves, Leicester. So it'll be interesting to see because, as I said, back five can be an issue at times, but can also work out quite well. It depends on how we turn up on the day. Um, but Kieran, what do you think Everton's lineup should be or predicted or preferred? Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your take on it? Uh, I'll do my preferred one first. Um, right, okay. Pickford and goal, Coleman at right back, Mina and Godfrey centre back, left back Luca Digne, centre uh, mid uh, would be Davis and Alan. Then Rodriguez at Cam, right wing, you'd go with Josh King, uh, Josh King, left wing, you'd go Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. He hasn't played a game yet, though, so this is why I'm sort yeah. of, you've got to sort of distance it. Uh, and then striker up top, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Now, so that's your predicted, Kieran? That, that's what I'd want, but my predicted yeah. is, I think he's going to go for a back five, because I think he's going to try and match Moyes. So I would say, right, okay. for Pickford, right back, Coleman, centre-backs, uh, Holgate, Keane, and Godfrey, left back Digne, centre mids, Davis and Alan, and then you'd probably go with Rodriguez, Dominic Cavallone and Richarlison. That's probably what I'm thinking. He's probably going to go for a back five, but I hate I hate to say he's going to go for a back five because if we go for a back five, we lose this game, honestly. Really? Yeah, we really do. Especially strong on that. I, I am I'm confident that we'd lose if we go into if we go into that game with a back five, especially a back five that's got Cole, uh, Holgate and Keane because they cannot play in that back five. Honestly, it gives me, night- it gives me night- nightmares. Honestly, that's yeah. Been- I know you mentioned yeah. about um, Holgate, um, uh, Godfrey. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that you sort of what would like to change? You'd like to see Ancelotti change about that? What would you what would you like to see? Because I know Dinier's had a. You know, I've have it. I've had him in my fantasy a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he's been amazing this season. Uh, when he hasn't been injured, he's yeah. been a strong point. I know Godfrey as well. You could argue if he stayed on track, you know, played every single game, he could be contention for one of the centre backs or, or, or of the season because he's mm-hmm. done he's done really well in that role coming from Norwich as well. Um, yeah. And I know you the likes of Nor- uh, the likes of um, Decore. Um, and you also mentioned about Josh King, which is uh, an interesting one, which we'll, we'll come to in a minute. But uh, I want to know your viewpoint on Holgate, uh, Godfrey, that sort of back line. I know you've got Mina as well, who's always a threat in the air. What's your, what's your take on 
your sort of defending uh, options? Holgate is one of the worst defenders I think I've ever seen play. Um, right. In all okay. honesty, I don't think he can play in that back five formation, even in a back four. He just he's so cocky. Like that's the problem. He is so cocky mm-hmm. in his abilities. And you know that first goal you can see it against Watkins. He didn't have to turn back. He didn't have to turn back against Pickford. He just had to pass it on. But yeah, he's just too cocky for me to be a centre back. Uh, Mina, brilliant defender. I think he's like a rock at the back. He, he really is a threat. Mina, Keen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keen. Yeah, Keen's a bit mixed. You know, I'd say he is a rock at the very start. Of, you know, at the start of the season, he really was good. But recently, he's been very shaky. Well, I think he's only shaky yeah. when he plays with Holgate. So, but but for me, Keen, you know what? He is a you know he is all right. But I wouldn't start him in this game personally. And then Godfrey, one of the best centre backs in the league, apart from Diaz, yeah. in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Great, he's, he's one of the best. Um, especially in a back four, I'd love to see Godfrey Amina in a back four. If, yeah. that, if that is the lineup that comes out, Godfrey Amina in a back four, I'd just be, I'd be, I'd be much more confident that we can win the game. Other than a back five of Keenan Holgate and Godfrey. And your midfielding options with Gomez, James, Rodriguez, how would you line up? Because I know yeah, you said about your preferred. How would you line up in the midfield? Um, two, two sort of um, defensive midfielders in a way. You've got Alan and Davis because the uh, core yeah. is out. Then up top, um, well, you've got James Rodriguez just in front of them as a cab because I am not having Andre Gomez in that team. He just doesn't offer any, any pace. He's not skillful enough to counter that like James Rodriguez is. Um, who else have you got? Fabian Del for me. Just get him gone in the summer. As soon as the window opens, right? I will I will drive a car. I can't even drive, right? I will go up to Goodison, drive a car, and, and ship him off to wherever he wants to go. Because he's one yeah. of the worst centre mids I've ever seen in my life play for Everton. Like he's up there with David Classen. Um honestly, like he's just awful. So he never gets it gets in my team. Um, but yeah, Davis and Alan for me, um, with Rodriguez just in front of them. Is the way I've yeah, got. no, that doubt that does sound good indeed. And I know if Decorey was uh, sort of fit, you'd have mm-hmm. you would you have him in there as well? Yeah, I would say that. Um, credit to Davis, he's actually been sort of frozen out by Ancelotti recently, which I don't know why, but yeah, he's, he's quite been... underrated to mm-hmm. be to be honest. I know he has been for the car, for sort of past couple of seasons, he's been in and out of the squad, yeah. Uh, but no, Decorey there is, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's been good as you said. You the, sort of the stats, the stats don't lie, he's um. You only lost one game. So, did you say you've you've lost only one game? Um, no, sorry, we only we've only won one game when oh, right, okay. in the team. So it just shows how important he is, I think. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. Hammers as well. He's mm-hmm. just and uh, I was going to talk about Josh King because I know uh, West Ham. We we might have been linked. We we've been linked with him for about four, three, five seasons. But we always knew that a team like Everton would come along and pick him off of us, which he. They did. Um, they've mm-hmm. got him on loan. Is that correct? They've got him on loan. He, What's your take on him yeah. this season and sort of him playing ahead of uh, those uh, those um, up top? Because uh, I know he's been he's been back up. He's been on the bench for most of the season. You'd mm-hmm. like to see him get some game time now. Did you say for your preferred? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see him get some game time. So the whole situation with Josh King is we signed him on deadline day in January. Mm-hmm. He only played two games, which he came off the bench for, which was Fulham and I believe. The game, yes, uh, not yesterday, the game on the weekend, which is Aston Villa. So he's not actually made his debut yet, which is quite bizarre to me. Um, but I would love to see him get some game time because I don't know what he's done wrong. I genuinely don't know what he's done wrong because I look at players like a Wobie and I go, hang on, you can go to the manager and go, go to social media, have a go at your manager and still get in the team. But Josh King, who I think can offer quite a bit, can't get into this team. I, I just don't get it. And I think he adds a bit of presence into the game. And yeah, I, 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 I um, uh, sorry, um, I think Josh King just he just drives the defense. I think that's the thing with me. I think he'd add a bit of goal scoring ability and he'd offer a lot more than a Wobie would, in all honesty. Yeah, so that's why I bring and, him in. Yeah, and I, I can tell you now if he does start, he will score against West Ham because mm-hmm. he, he, he has a good record against West Ham, as so does Karen Wilson. We seem to always. Whenever we failed to sign a striker, and which we we needed to this season, Josh King would have been perfect backup. I'm not sure whether Everton are going to go on and sign him um, or not at the end of the season. Uh, who knows? I'm not sure where, whether he'll he'll go to another club. But he's he's a superb backup striker to have, even just to yeah. play. But I, I can tell you now, he will cause trouble against West Ham if he was to play. He's one of those strikers where we've 
we've uh, just missed out to him and he will go score against the club in which we're linked with him. But um, mm-hmm. obviously made the move to Everton. Um, he's come, he's come off the bench a couple of times. He's looked he's looked um, quite quite good on certain occasions. I've I've seen him in multiple games sort of have a run. Has he has he scored yet, Kieran? Um, um, he didn't score. He hasn't scored yet. But no. he did get a uh, he, he did get an offside goal. If, if you want to count that, he did. He did actually right. score against Fulham, but it was offside. So that's the closest he's been to getting yes, a goal. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, mm-hmm. I know he came. He came very close to scoring. So no, it'll be really interesting to see how both these teams line up. I know it's a question, and it will be a question for the next uh, fixtures remaining on who's fit, um, who's not fit, who can play, um, because it really goes to show who's who's been the stars this season. I know Dominic Cavallone, it's great to have him back and in scoring form. I know he scored against um, he scored against Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, no, it's good to have him back here, isn't it, uh, Dominic Cavallone? Because he's been yeah. one of the best this season. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the best strikers in the league. I think that um, yeah, obviously Harry Kane and um, all of them are above him. But, you know, if you're looking at an English striker apart from Harry Kane, He's probably the best one, I think. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's amazing. He does bottle a few chances, but at the end of the day, he scored 14 goals in the season. Not too bad, is it? You know no, I mean? no. So, not at all, no. And that's just in the Premier League anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's done. He's done phenomenal this season, especially when... Uh, um, you you always used to have him in the fantasy at the start of the season uh, when Arsenal were on a roll. He was uh, he was a man to have up top when he in yeah, fantasy. Yeah. He was um, he was brilliant. So moving on now, um, who should Everton look out for, Kieran, on or on Sunday? Um, from uh, so West. Yeah, so he, sorry. So what what West Ham players should Everton look out for um, on on Sunday? Um, probably. Antonio scored two goals in the yep. family. Lingard, yeah, I have a feeling he could score against us. And um, probably Suchek, you know, or, or, or maybe Rice, because I think Rice offers that stability in your team, doesn't he? And, yeah. Uh, him against Amos Rodriguez would be interesting. Lingard against Ben Godfrey and whoever our centre-back is will be interesting as well. And yeah, Antonio, yeah. You know, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? So those three for me. Yeah, it'll be good to see the clashes. I know you've got Digne, um as well, left back. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Lingard, um, uh, Ben Rama, and Antonio. Hopefully, that'll be the front three because uh, Ben Rama did look really good against Burnley. And uh, the games that he started this season, um, I think he started about uh, eight, nine games, and we've only lost one from that. So uh, it'll be good to see if Ben, ben Rama can start as well and pick up a bit of form towards the end of the season because I know we signed him permanently for 20. 20 mil, so it'll be good to see him come mm-hmm. through as well. Like, uh, sort of linking in with Josh King is sort of coming through and doing well uh, towards the end of the season as well if he gets some game time in. Yeah. Um, that'll be good to see, and it'll be good to see sort of the clashes, as you said, um, sort of the West Ham players to look out for. You've got Antonio uh, Lingard. Um, but who should West Ham look out for, Kieran, uh, on the weekend? Who should West Ham look out for? I know you've got likes mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert Lewin, Hamas Rodriguez, but who do you think could turn up in this game? James Rodriguez, that's mm-hmm. it. He's the man. He's the man who's going to make everything happen if we if we do uh, start him. Yeah, James Rodriguez for me. He's the main one. Uh, probably DCL as well. Give him a shout. He, you know, he scored quite a few goals, even though he's not played the best. He has scored a few goals. Um, and probably Luca Dinia, as you said. It's that it's that triangle down the left hand side. Our left hand side really sort of it can be on its day very good. Dinia, yeah. the Charleston, Rodriguez, and DCL. So those are the ones I'd look out for. Yeah, and especially if they turn up like they did against uh, Liverpool way, like they did uh, sort of uh, against Arsenal, Chelsea, the the fixtures in which uh, the results in which this season Everton have turned up for, and on their day they could be they could be solid. Uh, speaking about the sort of one nil uh, West Ham win um, on January the first, uh, wh- what did you make of that game? I know it's it's quite a, it was quite far away now, but um, um, Suchek getting the last minute sort of. Um, yeah, on the line. Uh, how was that sort of um, from an Everton fan's point of view? Because I know that was quite a tight game leading up to that point, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was pretty even. I know Everton had the majority of chances, and then West Ham nicked it right at the end. It was sort of a um, sort of a, a grab and smash, uh, a smash and grab, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? And that sort of linking in with who should Everton look out for? I was absolutely disgusted by that performance because we just didn't have any shots in that game and um, we just let you run run over us I think and that's the problem we mm-hmm. had and um, Suchek was massive in that game I think Cresswell actually 
He was spot on, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but Jay, he, uh, he put him many crosses that game, I, I remember. Yeah. Uh, is he back for this game? He is. He he did play against Burnley, um, in which he he done well that game. And yeah. uh, Cresswell's really come on this season. Uh, from West Ham fans' point of view, he, he's come on majorly. Um, he's come mm-hmm. on leaps and bounds from season previous seasons, and um, uh, he's got the most assists as a as a fullback as well. So that's always good to hear. I know Sue Fowles getting up with him as well. That's mm-hmm. all fullback pairing this season, having them two um, in the back four and the back five, sort of as wing backs. They've they've been brilliant. One of the standout points, and um, no, it'll be good to uh, see whether or not. Um, Mm-hmm. Cresswell and Sufel will have a have have a good game again. They have a solid game as they as they have uh, many of times this season. So mm-hmm. uh, that kind of links in with your point in uh, Cresswell as well. Yeah. So um, that will be good. Uh, I think we've already covered this uh, quite a few times this video, but um, Everton's weakness, uh, Kieran, just to sort of um, summarise. It's our back line. Yeah, it's our back yeah. line. Paul Gate and uh, Michael Keane, as I like to call them, Chuckle Brothers at the back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a comedy show down there when they start. Um, I'd say our attack, it's not a weakness. It just needs to unlock its potential. But it's our defence, man. I mean, it, it's not even Pickford. Pickford's had man of the match performances for like the past five games. It's not, It's just our centre-backs. It's, it's Mason Holgate, man. I hate, I hate to single out one player, but it's yeah. Mason Holgate. He's the weakness. Also, big shout to uh, the subs as well. The subs recently, horrendous. How he's bringing on Fabian Delph in the 60th minute when we are nil nil and one one baffles me. So it's the subs as well, you know. I've got to say that. But mm-hmm. if you're just talking about straight up in the first half, it's always the defence, and then in the second half, it's a mix of the subs uh, and and the defence. Yeah. So those are the two main problems. Yeah. No. Um. I know. Like you said, with subs, we've had a similar problem this season. There has been occasions in which David Moyes has set up wrong. Um. Yeah, I think. A, Good three, four games we've set up wrong. We've ended up not, um, not winning the game, not uh, sort of losing out. Um, but th- those subs definitely, I think, mm-hmm. have an impact. And yeah. with Everton's backline as well, it'll be interesting uh, to see how this game goes and how how really both teams perform defensively and and offensively as well. Um, it'll be, it'll be good to see. But I know you've mentioned many of times Mason Green, uh, <laughs> Mason Green, Mason um, Holgate. Yeah. Um, he, so you really do think he'll be he'll be the weakness if he starts? He's been the weakness for the past five games. To be honest with you, I hate to single out a person, but he just has been. Yeah. He's just too cocky. He just doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it's either. Whenever he plays a five at the back, he doesn't know where to go. And then when we play four mm-hmm. at the back, he's too confident in his, in his ability to, you know, he, he just saw. Just watch the Watkins goal. If anyone hasn't seen it already. Just I, I don't think I honestly don't think I um, yeah. I, um I, I, just, I I think I turned on the TV at 1-0 mm-hmm. and then I saw saw the leveller straight after straight after I turned it on uh, mm-hmm. Calvert Lewin but I, I never got to see the Ollie Watkins goal and yeah. I don't know I was sort of where Holgate was I know there's been many of many of times this season in which that's that's happened to you guys mm-hmm. um so yeah it'll be interesting to see West Ham's weakness I think past couple of games Diop hasn't been as stable. The back line hasn't been as stable. I know we we conceded three against Arsenal. We conceded three against Wolves. We conceded three against uh, Leicester. Then we conceded three against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, we conceded yeah. one against Chelsea. Obviously, Vernon getting on the score sheet. Joe Linton getting on the score sheet. And then Chris Wood getting on the score sheet last week uh, um, against Burnley as well. Um, I think there was times in which we played against Burnley um, that it didn't look so stable at the back. I know uh, Dawson had a good game and Cresswell and Sufau as well, but like, like, like we said, Cresswell and Sufau like to get up at the pitch. They like to assist. They like to sort of whip the balls in. Um, so it mainly falls to the centre-backs uh, most of the time. But if we are in a back five, maybe that could be, give us a bit more stability. Um, I know it's the same for Everton's back five. You don't want to play a back five, Kieran, do you? No. I know I don't want to see West Ham play back five, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I want to see a back four. So, uh, West Ham's weakness, I think, is is the back line at times um, because we can't always um, sort of hold on to a lead. And I know we've we've gone 3-0 up um, on multiple occasions and uh, teams have come back and got back into the game in which they shouldn't be. So, I think that's one of our weaknesses and hopefully in the transfer window we can get a couple more positions sorted out, um, especially with Declan Rice and uh, Suchek um, get back into the squad as well. Um 
it'll, it'll be good to see a bit more sort of defensive wires because as Tuchel has come into Chelsea, he's made them a lot more better defensively. As so have many of teams this season, they've been good defensively. So that's one thing to have. I think uh, if West Ham get that sorted as well, um, I know with Diop, um, no, it'll be uh, it'll be good to see. But uh, that's definitely both. So both teams, both teams' weaknesses there is uh, is the defence. So it'll be interesting to see um, mm. whether or not one of these uh, teams keeps a clean sheet. Or I, I think we'll come to the score predictions um, in a minute. I know I don't always like to uh, predict the score because I always get it wrong and then we lose. So, no, it'll be interesting to see. So, um, coming on now to the, to the final part, I don't think there's... You, you may disagree, Kieran, but I don't think there's a favourite for this game. You could argue that West Ham could maybe take the lead for being the favourite because we're in a better position than Everton are. I, don't, I think both these teams have what it takes to win this game. Um, have what, what it takes to lose this game as well. Um, I don't think there's any favourites. Uh, Kieran, do you agree with that? Do you think there's a, a favourite for this game? Um, personally, I think, yeah, I, I don't think there is a favourite. But I would say among a lot of Everton fans uh, and the media, probably like West Ham are in a much better position, as you said. And probably because mm-hmm. like, everyone looks for a favourite, don't they? I'd have yeah, to say West Ham. Yeah. If anyone was going to be the favourite, probably be West Ham. But for me... I'd say it's uh, yeah, I'd say it's even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both we're both fighting for obviously Europe League, sort of UCL places as well. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Dominic Calvert Lewin is back on the score sheet. Antonio's back on the score sheet. Two informed strikers now. Uh, crucial players back for Everton as well. Uh, crucial players are back for West Ham. Uh, West Ham back back uh, back to winning ways against Burnley after going uh, back back to back losses. Um, Everton. Uh, losing against Aston Villa. Uh, so the pressure is on for them to get a result also with the game in hand. Um, the pressure's on for both teams. I think more so West Ham um, to get back into those uh, Champions League places. It'll be brilliant. It'll be brilliant to see us um, uh, fight out for the rest of the season, fight out for those last four fixtures. As I said, four, five um, FA, uh, FA F Cup finals to go. So, uh, Kieran, uh, final question. What's your... Score predictions uh, for this match. You, you don't have to um, predict score if you uh, don't want to. But no, what's your what's your predictions? I always go with an Everton win, uh, regardless of the game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's go with a three-two win to Everton. Uh, score fest. Why not? I'd love to see it. Um, but if I was ever on more side of caution, probably three-three. But let's go with three-two. Uh, let's get an Everton <laughs> win. Let's hope that Carlo, you know. And yeah. told them off, you know, really told them off against Aston Villa, and we're going to prove something against West Ham. So I'm going for three two. Right. Okay. Yeah. Three two wouldn't surprise me um, for either team because quite a lot of goals usually also letting um, quite a bit as well. So it'll be uh, it'll be good to see whether or not. Um, Sort of Dominic Calvert Lewin uh, and Hamas Rodriguez uh, link up well, not from West Ham fans' point of view, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. no, that would be good to see. My, my score prediction was originally 1 1, I think, but uh, I, I, as you said, it could be, it could look to be sort of 3 1, 2 2. It could be a goal fest, it, it might not be. I'm going to go for 2 1 West Ham. You called Everton, so uh, I'll, I'll call mm-hmm. West Ham this scenario. I'll, I'll go for 2 1 West Ham. Um, I think it'll be sort of a similar game to. Um, how we played against Leicester, two teams fighting against it. Um, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, it'll be Sunday afternoon, um, uh, mm. which is uh, sort of a, a good a good saying, as you like. Um, yeah. Uh, with West Ham playing on Monday nights quite a few times as well. Uh, I know uh, um, Everton have played their last five fixtures well at night time. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good to see uh, su- Sunday afternoon. Make sure to stay tuned. I know Kieran, you'll be you'll be live streaming that game. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to go to um, Kieran Rancy's channel, uh, do make sure to uh, check out Kieran. You will be live streaming, won't you? Yeah, I'll be live streaming. First time we'll be doing it with another West Ham fan, Georgia. She's going to be coming on. So um, mm-hmm. tension might be quite high between the West Ham and Everton fan if we uh, if one of us yeah. can't badly. But yeah, if you want to come and check it out, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. And uh, no, good luck to both of you and good luck for the rest of the channel. Uh, I honestly think that's all we have time for. We've covered a lot in this episode. Uh, thanks to Kieran for coming on. He's been a great pleasure and a great guest um, to have on Kieran, Kieran Rance. Uh, make sure to check him out on um, YouTube and TikTok. Like, like I said, he's got a big following. Um, 
he's getting bigger and bigger as the days go on on t- both TikTok and YouTube. Make sure to go check out his YouTube and TikTok, both Kieran Rance, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah, just Kieran Rance. Both Kieran Rance. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so he goes live every day. He, he's uh, he's dedicated he's dedicated to it. He doesn't only do Everton content, but he does lots of other football content as well. So mm-hmm. make sure to check him out. Um, and if you haven't already, um, go and check out any other episodes um, on the podcast. I know we haven't done it um we haven't done the episode in uh, two weeks' time since uh, Chelsea because I haven't managed to get the time and uh, people on here. But it's it's great to have people like Kieran on. So um, make sure to go check out all the other episodes and there'll be a lot more to come in the future. Uh, thanks for listening, um, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Hopefully West Ham can get the win and get up to uh, the, that same position as Chelsea. And come on, you Irons. <laughs> <laughs> up the top of you, lad. Yeah.